This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Nice. Music selection outstanding. Way to go, D-squared. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and J-Rod here with you. Folks, check out the NFL BetQL betting preview. It's the must-have tool for the 2023-24 season. Unlock a world of sportsbook offers that will have you playing smarter, not harder. With more than 10,000 in-depth game-by-game simulations at your fingertips, you will be equipped with unparalleled insights to make informed bets. Whether you're a seasoned better or just getting started, this guide is your ticket to maximizing success in the world of NFL betting. Don't miss out. Grab your copy now when you sign up for a premium subscription and get ready to conquer the odds. All right, folks, joining us now to talk all things football, both collegiately and professionally, is PJ Glasser, the host of Send It In, which you can watch right here on the BetQL Network weekdays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. PJ, thank you so much for joining us. You have a long day ahead of you, so I appreciate you starting it with us. And PJ, I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if you were aware of this. But Colorado beat TCU over the weekend. They were 20 and a half point dogs and they won outright. Isn't that nuts? But seriously. I had no idea. Yeah, right. I know. It's crazy. Like, but I'm going to ask you about it anyway. So Colorado, 20 and a half point dogs. They beat TCU. It's one game though against a TCU team that could very well stink that way overperformed from last season. So what in the heck are we to make from Colorado? Is there hype we actually should buy into? Or is there something to Colorado that we should start fading right away? Guys, I think this is the most fascinating college football game we might have all season. Like, it truly is. Colorado, we had no idea what to expect from them coming in, right? We call, we all kind of had our thoughts and opinions. We know Dion completely overhauled that roster. But until we saw him play, we truly never knew, like, what kind of team they were going to be. Sanders, uh, Shadur Sanders, a quarterback, was tremendous. Travis Hunter was awesome. Dylan Sanders, their running back, was great. But you really look at that game against TCU. And, you know, the Horn Frogs, they threw two red zone interceptions. They missed a field goal. They could not stop Colorado. That's not going to happen against Nebraska. Nebraska's offense is nowhere near what TCU's is, but their defense is a lot better. And to Ed's point, it's one game. And at some of these shops, guys, Nebraska was nine and a half point favorites in this matchup. And now they're three point dogs. So a 12 and a half point adjustment. We're going to take away everything we thought was going to happen with Colorado. And now we're just going to completely adjust. And maybe we have to. Maybe Colorado is that good. We don't know. But there's going to be a Nebraska ticket in my hand. There's no doubt. I'm personally going to wait because there's going to be nothing but Colorado money that continues to come in. And I'm just going to wait for the best number. It's at three right now. I think we're going to get a three and a half. I think there's a chance we might even get a four. There was a shop that opened up at five, guys. 
and it immediately got bet down to two. So now we've kind of settled on three. That's what the market is dictating right now. But it, it's got to be Nebraska or pass for me. Colorado was like the biggest liability for the sports book I can remember in a long time because not only did they cover, but they won outright. And that was a plus 800 money line. So you don't think everybody that took Colorado last week is going to be on them again when all they have to do is lay minus three? The sports books know what they're doing, but I trust Matt Rule and Nebraska, and I think they're going to have a good game plan. It's not going to be pretty, but they're going to find a way to keep this game close. But again, if you're like me and you want to bet Nebraska, just wait because you're going to get a three and a half. You might even get a four in this matchup because people are just going to continue to bet Colorado throughout the week. PJ, I've always felt I don't know what's harder, to bet a team's first game or the second game after the results of the first game. Because you don't want to go completely overboard and over the, over the top. And I feel like that's what's happening. The one bet that I have already, you know, that I've already made up my mind and as soon as it's posted I'm going to take is the thing that struck me is Colorado, that defense – Forget that they gave up 42 points. They gave up 260-plus yards on the ground. And Nebraska has got a quarterback that's a better running back than he is a quarterback. I I think he's going to blow over 100 yards of rushing, and I think that's the prop I'm going to take. How would you, other than the, 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 the side or the total, how would you approach betting that game? I think player props are a good way to go. You know, I think everybody's going to take Travis Hunter's over receiving yards and they're going to take Shadur Sanders over passing yards. I think those markets are probably going to be a little bit higher than they should just because they know they're going to get over money throughout the week. And when a guy throws for 500 yards in his first start and Travis Hunter plays 100 snaps and he has over 100 yards receiving, people are going to bet that. So I would maybe look at taking under on those two guys. But you bring up a great point, J-Rod. And again, what makes this Nebraska-Colorado game so fun from a betting perspective, Nebraska couldn't be a more boring, uninteresting (laughs) team if you're a better, right? Like, I compare this game to kind of the NL Central race. Do you guys remember when the Reds had taken over the NL Central? Everybody wanted to bet the Reds, right? They were fun. They were young. They were exciting. They were the new thing. And then you had the Brewers, who were just consistently there. They were boring. Nobody wants to watch their games. It's the same thing. Nebraska's the Brewers. Nobody wants to bet them. Nobody wants to watch them. And Colorado is the Reds. They're exciting. They're fun. So this this is just one of those games where – You know, people are going to bet Colorado because they want to root for them because they were so good in week one, and Nebraska was disappointing. And I get Nebraska doesn't win one-score games, but they do cover a lot of them. And you go back and you watch Matt Rule at Carolina, and they didn't score a lot of points. They didn't win a lot of games, but they did cover a lot of spreads, especially on the road. So I also think this game's correlated. If you like Nebraska, I think you got to like the under. I don't see how they can hang around in a shootout. If you like Colorado, I would more so lean towards an over, but I think the two might be correlated as well. If you like Nebraska like me, I would probably look at an under in this game. Yeah, there may be some same-game parlay opportunities in this one, so absolutely I'm with you, PJ, as far as waiting a little bit, trying to get a better number, things like that. Yeah, Nebraska's 2-14 and in one-score games in the last three seasons, but if you are getting points, then maybe that's the play, especially if there's a hook involved, so I'm with you as far as waiting is concerned. If there is something that we can learn from week one, as far as like, 
one team that impressed you a lot, maybe like Florida State, for instance, or maybe one team where you're going to run away from them as quickly as possible. What's something that stood out to you after just one week of a full college football slate? Ed, it's got to be the Washington Huskies, man. I don't know if you guys watched that game against Boise State. Washington, yep. is they're yep. the real deal. They're the real deal. And the Pac-12, we knew coming into it, was going to be wide open, and everybody loves USC because of Caleb Williams. Guys, I'm here to tell you, USC might be the fourth best team in the Pac-12. Like, I truly believe that. Washington's better than them. I might take Utah over them. I might take Oregon State over them. USC's offense is tremendous. Might be the best in the country. Want no part of that defense. None. And that's what's going to that's what's going to kill them, quite frankly. And the back half of their schedule, the first 6 weeks of their season will be the kind of scores that that you're seeing right now. Cupcake after cup, they'll blow everybody out by 40. Once they play Notre Dame and they get to the second half of that schedule, it's like Notre Dame, UCLA, Utah, Washington. They just play good team after good team after good team, and that defense won't be able to hold up. Caleb Williams can only do so much, but there are going to be weeks that USC has to win a 20-17 to game, that they have to win a 21-17 game. I don't think they can do that. I was so impressed with Washington. Penix, those receivers with McMillan and Rome Adunze, Kellen DeBoer calling plays. Their offense just keeps coming at you guys. And it felt like Boise played a perfect first quarter. They were up 9-7. to seven. They were keeping that offense under wraps. You look up at halftime, and Washington's beating them by like 24 points. And it was insane. They just come at you in waves. I was so impressed with them. Ed, another week one takeaway, and I think you can carry this with you throughout the entire season. Teams that have look-ahead spots, guys, in college football, and they're big favorites, and they're looking ahead to the matchup the next week, and they lose that matchup, I would come right back with them the very next week. So we have two of those scenarios. We have Baylor, who was looking ahead to Utah, lost outright as 26-point favorites to Texas State, and then we have Texas Tech, who was looking ahead to Oregon, they lost as two touchdown favorites to Wyoming. Why do we like coming back and betting those teams? Because we get great value on them the next week. The Utah-Baylor game was like a one-point spread in the summer line. It's now up to six and a half. And then Texas Tech-Oregon Tech was three and a half. It's now seven. So you're getting like three and a half, four-point value. Now, again, because it's week two, Maybe those teams just aren't good, and we have to kind of readjust the market. It's better later in the season when we kind of have more data points on these teams. But again, I think both of those teams were looking ahead. I really do. And now we're getting like four or five points of value with them because they lost outright as big favorites. Nobody wants to touch them. But both Baylor and Texas Tech are at home this week. Both of them in the offseason were preparing way more for these games than they were their week one games. So we're just getting more extra points of value. We're getting home dogs. I, I love looking for spots like that, and I think we get two good ones this week with Baylor and Texas Tech. So those were, would be things I would take away from week one and keep your eye on throughout the season. Love PJ and those nuggets, man. I've written down feverishly all the things you're saying there. All right, so listen, we, there was a pretty good college football game but there's going to be some NFL, oh, by the way, starting on Thursday. Lions and the Champs hook up in Kansas City. NFL Week 1 is upon us. Is there anything that you're looking at, any plays, as we kick off NFL season this weekend? J-Rod, this is the perfect game to live bet. Six and a half feels about right, but 
Let me ask you, if the Lions go down the field and score 7 nothing, wouldn't you want like a minus 2.5 with the Chiefs, minus 3? The Chiefs go down 7 nothing. wouldn't you want like a plus 9.5, plus 10 with the Lions? That's the way I'm looking at this game. We know the deal with the Chiefs. They win a lot of games, but they don't cover spreads, especially at home, especially when they're laying some decent numbers. I could see the Chiefs winning this game by 7 to 10. I could see them winning this game by 3 to 4. So I either want a smaller number with the Chiefs or I want a bigger number with the Lions. Don't be afraid to live bet these games. You don't have to make a pick off the original spread. I keep going back and forth on who I would take. The line at 6.5 is probably telling you to take the Lions, right? I mean, if you're getting under seven with the Chiefs, that just kind of feels like it too. it's too easy. But maybe it is. It's week one. The Chiefs have been in a spot like this before. The Lions have really never been in a spot like this before to open the season. But that's my game plan. I'm going to wait, see how the game kind of goes, and either get a lower number with the Chiefs or get a better plus number with the Lions. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Best divisional champion value play for you. 
for me, Ed, it's it's probably the Buffalo Bills, honestly. The fact you can still get them at plus money I, I think is really good. I've talked about this throughout the network, guys. I think this year's AFC East is kind of last year's AFC West, right? Bills have been the team to beat the last couple of years, and we, we just are looking for reasons that somebody's going to dethrone them. The Jets are this year's Broncos. They make the big splash in the offseason with the quarterback everybody's gravitating to. The Dolphins are kind of like the Chargers. They're that team that... If everything goes right, if everything stays healthy, that roster, that quarterback, they should be really good. And then the Patriots are the Raiders, right? Like you don't really expect them to kind of contend in that division. But that's how I look at it is we're all looking at like, oh, maybe it's going to be the Jets or the Dolphins to kind of take down the Bills. Like I know the Bills looked awful against the Bengals in the playoff game, but they also look really good in the regular season the last couple of years. They know the importance of this game. It's a divisional game week one against the Jets, so they're going to want to get off to a good start. So why you still can, I would grab it at plus 120. That's why I think it's the best value, Ed, because I do think they're going to win that week one game against the Jets, and that plus 120 is going to drop to a minus. So I would jump on that while you still can. I like the Bills to win that division. The one game, PJ, that, that's jumping out at me is it's the most probably intriguing game for me is the Niners going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. And that that total of 41, to me, screams under. Just because I think that Pittsburgh defense, we're not sure about Brock Purdy. The Niners defense is really good. How are you feeling about Niners-Steelers in Pittsburgh? J-Rod, you read my mind. This is one of my favorite plays of the week. I do like the under, but I like the Steelers with the points as well. I think they win this game outright. Guys, there is not a more important player in football who is not a quarterback than T.J. Watt. You just look at the Steelers' stats. When he's on the field versus when he's not, it's like night and day. The Steelers win games when he's there. They lose games when he's not. So I love getting Pittsburgh early in the season when they're healthy, when all their defensive guys are out there. You remember what they did week one last year when they went to Cincinnati? They forced Burrow into four interceptions when that defense was fully healthy. Kenny Pickett's going to be way better this year than he was last year. I'm, I'm high on the Steelers this season. I think they could surprise some people. I think that starts week one. So, J-Rod, I'm with you. I like the under in that game. But my favorite play is taking the Steelers with the points. 15 seconds, PJ. A couple of quick picks. Quick picks, guys. Today on the diamond, we will go with the Houston Astros on the money line against the Rangers. They just got swept by the Yankees. They need to win this game tonight. Back the Astros in a pick them. P.J. Glasser, host of Send It In, weekdays at 1.30, right here on the BetQL Network. Thank you so much for your time, B.J. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, J-Rod and I share our college football card for the weekend, right here on the BetQL Network.